0: Today's stuff is Mem Aleph, uh, 41. We pick up on Mem Amit's near at the bottom. Um, and it says four lines from the bottom. So uh, the mission had been talking about, you know, the classic case of Nezik done by an ox. Um, but l- we had... Um, appended the, um, and moved into questions about Apotropos and uh, whether when it loses its identity as Muad, becoming a Muad under an apitropis. But the last Mishnah really, the editors of the uh, of, the, uh, of the, not the editors, the publishers of the Vilna Shath, whatever, appended um, to the end of the last Mishnah what should have been a new Mishnah which is focusing on Kofair. And that's really where we've transitioned to. So the, the end of the last Mishnah spoke about an, a stadium ox and provoking it to gore and that you don't go ahead and you don't stone the ox. Um, so the first question because it's, it, it has to be goring on its own. So the first question that I had was whether you could use the ox on the altar, um, whether the fact that it didn't have a makes it like a nirva it doesn't matter that it was, it was forced upon it or whether nevertheless the fact that you don't stone it means that it does not have this stigma associated to it and it does not become necessarily invalid for the altar. It would be in a case where you wouldn't actually stone it um, like there would not be sufficient evidence it would be the testimony of the owners and so on but nevertheless the fact that it would have been deserving of stoning had you had sufficient evidence excuse um, me it, it would have been deserving of stoning but the fact that it did gore right is that going to be even if it was provoked is that sufficient to create this stigma to of Nevda Balvera to invalidate it for the altar so the Gemara did not resolve that now we get on turned back to the issue actually about the stoning and the kofar and a more Sort of central discussion. Let's take a look. Um, Amamar, um, nogeach. Four lines from the bottom on um, vet. So in that discussion of the what animals are puzzled for, for the mizbeach, one is an animal that gored, and the other is an animal that did a uh, act of bestiality. Both of those, if there were sufficient witnesses, would be stoned. But even if there's not sufficient testimony, they're puzzled for the altar. Okay, and it made a contrast between how weighty they are, because an Ogeach will pay kofar, one who gores pays kofar, and an animal who does bestiality does not pay kofar. So that's I was going to say. So, um, what's the case? the rub of the cutler if it basically in the act of sex of bestiality in this act actually killed let's say the let's say it would be a case of the woman that it was penetrating so malikatla bakarna malikatla biravia. what difference does it make it should be paying kofir what do i care if it killed it with its horns or killed it through an act of sex it's an act of killing another person um and therefore there should be kofir why not um the Ella durav of a low law. it had this act of sex without killing the woman so hide yeah. lo mesham kovim So that's not a weakness in the status of it being a rovea That's because it didn't actually murder somebody. Now, if you ask me, that's shot of the breiter. Uh, shot of the breiter is that in one case a rovea is not just didn't just do an Aveira, doesn't just get stoned. It took a life, and the, you know, so that so that makes it more weighty than the case of uh, revere where it did an Aveira but it didn't take a life. You know, in one case you're paying because the life was taken. So that to me seems to exactly be the point. But the gemara is saying is. Oh, that's not a legal difference between them there's no coffin not because it's weaker but because it didn't take a life okay so the gemara said i'm going to buy the olam the rav of a low katla." fine it um it uh, it had sex and it didn't kill the woman okay so then of course you're not going to pay a cold no but uh but because of the act of bestiality, it was stoned and based in so therefore ma would detain came out the so because, i'm sorry that's not it she was stoned because she participated in an act of based an act of, uh, of bestiality she was stoned so therefore the act of revia does take a life it takes a life by making the participant in it do a, do, a, do, a, do a transgression that's deserving of the death penalty. So maybe, therefore, there should be a Kofar, even though a human life was, was lost as a result of this act. Kemanzakal Kaladami, Kamash Milan, that we don't say that. Okay, which is a fascinating way of looking at it, but it says, yes, there is a life taken, and even though a life is taken, there's no Kofar. Now, Moses, of course, asks the question that, um, that in this case, presumably, if the woman is getting stoned, that means that the woman, the, you know, the woman's getting executed. I should say executed. Then that means that the woman was a willing and active participant in the act, right? And if that's true, then the ox didn't gore her. The ox didn't bring about her death. She brought about her own death, right? She was a willing participant in it. So how do you sort of say what was your hava mina there to stone the ox? Because the ox did it to her. In the scenario you described she was an active and willing participant. So Moses tries to create a scenario where like the ox initiated it and then she just followed through and you could still sort of say that maybe it was the ox's fault okay but anyway the question is I think better than the answer okay but that's a biased position one minute no 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 it actually in this act of sex it actually was so violent and you know um, I mean we are talking about a big bull okay that it killed the woman okay so then why not take hofer Mali Mali What do I care if it killed it with its horns or it killed it with uh, after sex? No, it does make a difference. Karen hazik, Here is a great question: Is there the halacha? of cofare by Shane and Regel that kills someone okay or is it only by Kavenaso Hazik so this is an act of Shane that kills somebody okay so is that going to pay cofare Karen Kavenaso Hazik Kavenaso Nasat Smol the mightly what would be the debate so or a parallel debate would be the Regel so Darslak abi tinok be khatara so let's say and let's say through Regel an animal walked and stepped on an on a tiny bay baby on an infant okay notice it says because since we're dealing with Shane and regal the presumption is that the set that, that it would follow the parameters of paying for damages and there wouldn't be a, a, a liability in Richard Harabin. okay um, now um, of course you know one wonders about that like if an animal just I don't know attacked somebody to do this act of uh, sex I don't know if that ever happens that an animal you know forces would force itself on a human but even if that were in a rishasarabim it's not like you know animals have it's still it's called a mashana right I mean it's not like people can protect themselves against that or uh, the whole logic of rishasarabim is you should be protecting yourself against these types of things that happen in rishasarabim you know the owner has a right to have the animal do natural things in rishasarabim so that might be true about leaving your tiny infant baby right in the middle of the street. Like, you don't leave your infant baby in the middle of the, ru- of the street. Cars are going to run over it. Okay? So, you know, but, but on the other hand, like an animal attacking somebody and this act of, uh, of, of sex, whether that would also be limited to, resist- to Rishus Hanizak is an interesting question. But the Gemara assumes that fundamentally it follows the same parameters. So would you have Regal of Kofar if a person was killed, a baby was killed, in Rishus Hanizak? Okay? Labayi Mishalim for Abayi, yes, and for Rav what a great question! And surprisingly, it doesn't come up in the context of a Mishnah or of a Bracha. It really just comes up in interpreting this Mishnah that's discussing about the difference between Kofar about about about, uh, about killing and Nogeach uh, and roveya for the Mizbeach. Okay, um, We talk like Rav sure It's the Misa. The Now only is it, it can even be used for the altar because it is forced it did not choose to do it so regardless of the case of the altar we do have a great question of whether there's cofair by Shane and Regal uh, by, by Shane and Regal yes Dov. Don't
1: you find it at all uh, problematic that the language we have to use to discuss these cases um, almost sounds as if the animal itself is like a barda? Right. It's, it's almost as if different treating the animal... Well, as yes.
0: As when it to does to come to that. stoning the animal, I mean, when it does come to stoning the animal, then what do you call it? Then um, uh, then it is like and abalam, kachemesis ashore. Sure. And we're going to see about that. Actually, some of that is going to come up in a minute. Like, let's say an animal tried to gore, you know, an, uh, an animal, and it wound up killing a person. You wouldn't think it ashore sure in this because It's like, it's carving, you know, to kill one person and kill another person. So, yes, there is going to be a lot of that parallel. Um, now, Yeah, Michael. So, uh, I'm just trying to understand.
1: So... You pay Kofar, at least according to Suqim, only if it was a muad, right? Here, here it seems that you're paying Kofar regardless, right? Because it, it, it's first,
0: if a Shor kills somebody, then uh, they, then you kill the Shor. But then Shor nagawa,
1: so, I mean, well, sure I right. mean, well, well, so in the
0: case of Shane and Regel, that's a good question. In the, according to the position that you pay Kofar by Shane and Regel, would you pay it immediately, the same way you pay Nezat Shelling because it's already considered to be a muad, you know, I, I I don't know. It's an animal, a to step on little babies or whatever, to have sex with a person and kill them in the process of having sex. You know, so I don't know. But it's an interesting question. And the Havamina here that it would pay because when it was, uh, you, know, as, uh, you know, but it, if, if this was being categorized as a Karen, the fact that maybe the woman was now going to be executed and based in Dayton and so on, you know, if that was sort of seen in the Karen lens, then we would have to be talking about a scenario that it did it three times, which you're right, is obviously bizarre. Um, okay, the other interesting question to ask, and I want to sort of start framing this question for you, what the is not addressed directly is the relationship between um, between and stoning the ox. Because, for example, you don't pay in the case of the stadium ox. Would you pay kofar? Okay, I mean, I don't You don't you don't stone the ox in the case of the stadium ox. Would you pay kofar? Right? Um, and you can certainly imagine that there could be more liability. Like there's two scenarios. One is that I sick my own ox. Provoke my own ox to gore somebody. You should say I should certainly take Kofair. The other is that Reuven provoked my ox to gore Shimon. Right, then I'm much more of an honest. Okay, but the, but the ox you don't stone. What did say about Kofair? How about this case about um, Shane and Regel? Right, Would the case of Shane and Regel? Would you say that you would uh you would stone you would st- would you st- would you uh, st- would, you, uh st- would you excuse me you uh what's the case? the murse saying you um, you don't pay co-fair right would you stone that's the reverse in the case of Shane Varegel, according to the way abai reads it one minute Right. So Rubber says you don't pay co-fair by a case of Shane and Rego. Right. So the animal sort of either this act of sex or walked on this baby or whatever. rubber says you don't pay co-fair. So this animal killed somebody. You're not going to pay co-fair. Would you, stone the an- would you stone the animal or not stone the animal? Right. So that, I mean, you could always ask, whenever you're discussing one of those two, the important question to ask is what's the story with the other half of it? So you don't stone the animal that was provoked. Okay. But will the owners pay co fare You don't pay co- according to Rava, in the case of Shane and regel, would you stone the animal? There, it's more obvious, I think, in that case, that you wouldn't stone, because what is saying is that Shane and regel are fundamentally a different category. And you could certainly even say, by logic, you could even say, all the more so, right? If an animal did it without intention, if it wasn't Kavanassu it's less of an act of murder on the animal's part, and therefore less of a reason to stone it. You might still want to pay cofair because a life was taken, but it would seem in that case there's less of a Reason to stone it, okay? But that I think is always the question to be asking when you say something about one. What is the story about the other half of it? Yeah, it's
1: so interesting that we do not treat the animal. Let's say a dog uh, that I'll stick a dog on something. Dog yes. and kill the person, right? My animal, we don't treat that like a gun in my hand,
0: right? right. In other
1: words, it's so interesting right.
0: You remember well the Gemara had the whole case, the right? Body. Right. I mean, the Gemara had the case if you remember about the uh, snake, and only if you assume that the poison was in the uh, fangs of the snake make and the person directly put it on the person, but if the poison had actually come out, even though the person was completely physically manipulating it, it was considered to be, uh, it wasn't considered to be an act of direct murder. Yeah,
1: and even just so that's the same as the bullet coming out of
0: the gun. Right, you would think, okay, but nevertheless, because somehow the snake is a separate live entity and has to, you know, even though what would happen would be a direct result since it took a step and stage, right, that becomes a grumma type of a case. Okay, anyway, but we're gonna move on. So the case of when it doesn't have Kavanah Lahazik, it makes an enormous amount of sense to say that you don't stone it, that you're not going to stone it. And the Gemara isn't even sort of talking about that. But the question remains, are, will you still pay Kofir? And I would think that that would be the general sort of logic that there could be cases where it's not wicked enough to be stoned, but you might still pay cofair. But again, like that would be a question, and we didn't address it by the stadium ox. Maybe it's not stoned. Will you pay Kofir? We don't know that wasn't addressed. Let's look now at the Mishnah. The Mishnah is now going to talk about um, the difference between the basic point about muah, that you need to be a muah to be paying Kofar. It says it in the Psukim, right? Okay? So, the Torah, so it's clear that you only take Kofar after, it, after it's been warned and so on. So let's look at this Mishnah. Right? made? Support a quarter person and the person died. Muad Mishalim Kofer, Vatam, Platumina Kofer. Muad pays Kofer, and the Tom is exempt. But either one, as the Torah says, by the first time it does it, the Torah says, Hashoy Sakel. Like, Hashoy Sakel Hashor. Velo Yachal Espasaro. Uba Hashor Naki. Okay? V'cheim beben, the bebat. It's also is the same if it kills a child. Now, of course, the point is, it's obvious. Yes, but what the... the what yeah, I know. But what's the So, but what the mission is doing is, it's working its way through the Pesukim. Right? The Pesukim basically have that. They say, Oben Yigach, Obat Yigach, Mishpat Haze, Yeh Asalo. And does anybody know what the next Pesuk is? In Ered Yigach, right? So it's in Ben Yigach, Obat Yigach. Okay? And then it says which is the next line of the Mishnah. Right. So the Mishnah is working its way through the Psukim. Okay? So um um you pay thirty shekel. Whether it's worth a hundred mana, which is a huge amount, or whether it's only worth one dinar, it's always the, the the slave. How much would the slave go in the slave market? You always pay thirty shekel. So as opposed to fare which as we've seen before is a debate about how much either the owner of the ox or the killed person would uh, would go in the slave market, what their value would be, but it's based on the slave market and it's based on the particular person by the, sl- uh, ironically, by the slave itself, it's not based either by the slave market and it's not based by his going price it's based by a fixed amount of 30 shekel. Okay, so let's see what the Gemara says If once you're going to kill the ox as a tam, if you actually did what the Torah said, you stoned the ox before first time, how does it ever get live long enough to be a Mu'ad? Yeah, okay. An action three times. All right, let's take a look. Good. Let's take a look. I'm a rob robber. How that basically you saw that the way Rashi describes it is it was running after people and it almost would have killed them except they made a last minute escape. But you see that it has in it the desire the violence and the habitu and the you know the nature to go and to try to kill people. Of course the funny thing is maybe it never it's not not smart enough to actually succeed in doing it. <laughs> so that doesn't actually mean that it's going to be able to kill people, okay? Um, and maybe it's just wanted to gore them without killing them. How do you know it would have actually, you know, gone through and coldly killed them? Anyway, the Gemara says, That doesn't count for anything. Like, well, just because you an ex- assess it would have, had it gored them. <laughs> you know, what are we talking about? seek it, it critically injured three people, okay? And because the cover critically injured you couldn't kill it yet right because, it's because, you, because the person hadn't died so you can't actually execute the shore before the person is dead but you can actually warn the owner and say your ox Ha, you know goes out and fatally wounds people you have to watch it so that's good enough to warn the owner and to identify that it has that ability to actually and actually it acts on fatally wounding people so that's enough to make it a sure hamuad. and then if it actually rashi would say the people would actually have to die before you paid cofair. but you would, so it would be good enough for it to make it into a sure hamuad and for you to be warned but presumably until they actually died it would not fully have that status to be a sure hamuad for you you to pay kofar, although I don't know if that's clear in the Gemara. Right? Rashi says, mm-hmm. So I'm not exactly sure why you have to say money and just say the last guy died. Okay? But, um, but uh, you know, if that was good enough to make it into a Muad, why did they all have to die before you paid the last kofar? Anyway, the other interesting thing I should mention, by the way, and I've been sort of hiding this from you, is because <laughs> Rashi consistently assumes that the full payment of a muad, or the payment of a kofar comes at the third goring. okay? That is not pshat of all the sugyas, as Tosos makes it clear, pshat of all the sugyas is. It did it three times, the first three times it was a tam, so that by the fourth time, it'll be a muad. right? And that's like the simple sense of the gemara. Because it gored three people and fatally injured them, now it is a muad for the fourth person. It will gore. right? That's the simple read of all this, all these gemaras. Um, Rathis always reads it that it's a muad. That's the third one it's paying for the third one it's paying cofair. Anyway, that's the case of that, that's that's uh, that's uh whose answer was that? Ravashi's answer. Razvidama Ravzid says to go in Shaharaklosha behemoth Like Michael said, it's kill three behemoths So the Gemara says one minute. You think just because something is additional to kill behemoth that makes it a muad for killing people? Now you might remember that there was a debate before of Ravzid and who was it, Ravashi, whether Zimmuat's you know they, Ve'ainam not or what's v- u'atnad, and Rav Zid's reading was ve'ainam meaning Rav read it that yes, we assume that based at least based on the things that it's goring, that we do not limit it to the what we concretely saw. We assume once it became a muad in the standard case, unless it's been obvious that it's not goring certain types of people or animals, but without that evidence, we assume that it's going to be a muad to gore everything. Whether it, and even if it gores animal, it will be a muad to gore Adam. That was Rav is completely consistent, but the Gemara here, like, is just the stomach of the Gemara thinks that's absurd. Of course, you don't go from one to the other, which is again proof for the Rif's position that we rule like I think it was Rif Papa who was it before. Anyway, we, we rule like we rule enom That exa- that is the presumption of all these Gemaras that you do not generally abstract it. You re- you, you 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 interpret the, the the haada. You interpret it becoming a muad in the narrowest way possible that fits the evidence of what it has done. Okay, so that's. But the, so the Gemara rejects Rasvid Reed. You can't go from Behemoth to Adam. No, if it, if it kills Behemoth, it's only a murat for Behema. Um, mm-hmm. Ella Amar Afshimi, So afshimi says to go in Shahrach Shlosha Now, actually, the original Gersa was Goyim, but you know, as I said, we uh, edit all, the, we, we censor all those things out. Okay. Oh well, he killed non-Jews. So because well, the reason it's censored out is because the you know, obvious point is you don't stone an ox for goring non-Jews. You only stone an ox for goring Jews. But clearly, though, it has a propensity. For killing people, so it becomes a muad. So, so the Gemara says, a "Jew on the fourth time." I "The Jew on the fourth time, you would stone it an and pay kofar." So the Gemara says, "Muad muad What? You just think because of one, it'll be a muad for the other. Now again, this begins to indicate. Remember, the Gemara in the end had this case about doing on alternating days and doing on the fifteenth of Nisan. Well, Shabbosos there was a reason, Maybe and we raised different. the question after when we did that earlier Gemara. When you limit it to the uh, to the circumstances of the goring, does there have to be a logic behind it or is it just it's a formal process and if this is the only thing it did then in a formal way that's the only identity it can have as a moon. so the most obvious case that we were being by the end of that sugya a week ago or so completely formalist was the idea that the gored on the 15th of each month or the 15th the 16th and the 17th that it established that type of a pattern I mean I don't know maybe you could say it's being affected by the moon or something okay but it seems like the gore with being highly formalistic and that could be the same point here like who needs to give a reason if it only killed Non Jews, then that would only be a muet for killing non Jews. I don't know. Let's say it only killed people. So far, right now, it's only killed people between the age between twenty and twenty four. Would you say that? I'm serious. Like, how for how narrow do you do just because of the circumstances of what it actually did these three times? It could be, however, the Gemara assumes that there is a reason. The Gemara often says an idea like this is you know that uh, like uh, um, um, that like you know the sense maybe that Jews have special protection, like a little bit more like uh, you know like special divine protection. So maybe just because it was able to kill non-Jews, you know, I don't know if history bears out the fact that we have been <laughs> more protected from uh, from onslaught and injury or whatever. But anyway, what maybe from oxen, maybe from an oxen we have, right? It's only from oppression from non-Jews that we haven't, but from oxen we've been no, more protected. Yes. the is in dress. Like, so oh, okay, dress. maybe they dress in a different way. That's a good point. Although in the time, there's a lot of evidence that in the time of the Gemara there was no difference in dress. Um, so anyway, okay, not even a keeper. All right, okay. so the Gemara says like this. That wouldn't make it a muad for killing Jews. It's killed three people that were a trefa. And here you see that when we only stone the ox, we do treat it as how would we treat a case of if a human being murdered. So for a human being who commits murder, if the victim is a treifa, has an internal injury that he'll die, he'll die within a year, then that is not considered to be an act uh, that you execute somebody for. Now, I wanted to point out it's not just about life expectancy. If somebody is at, we actually talk in like like, Shah, even if somebody is basically like, you know, on uh, dying of cancer and has just minutes left to live and somebody were to kill him, that would actually be murder and you would execute the person. Okay, well, because, um, but it's specifically the status of a, tra- or maybe cancer isn't a good issue because maybe that would sort of be, I don't know exactly what that does to the inside, but somebody is dying of old age, let's say. Um, whereas a trefa, something based on a specific phenomenon of an internal injury that halakhically gives a person a different status. But the point is that it's not just a question. It's not a go safe, It's not just a question of life expectancy. Okay, so we say that normally by the case of murder that a person would not be executed if they kill a trefa. So that's how the Gemara has this answer. Ah, so you won't execute the shura either. But it'll be a muad because clearly it kills people. So the Gemara says, out of trefa. So the Gemara rejects that too. muad le trefa muad le shawain. What? Just because it's a mood for a treifa is it a mood for a shali? Now again, the Gemara might think you know maybe a treifa is uh, can't, can't defend himself as well. Maybe you know sends off messages to uh, the animals that pick up on that scent that this person's about to die you know the same way like the raven start to circle or whatever you know so who knows what it is maybe he attracts scoring animals the way a uh, shawling would not okay so anyway all right so the gemara says of Papa the the let's not try to get a fancy, a case about that you were going to transfer from one type of a goring to another because you seem to be highly formalistic here and not allow us to be abstracting it all. So, fine. He did do three gorings, and he should have been stoned by the first one. But every time, Basin wasn't able to capture him. I mean, he was a pretty wild ox. So, he ran away. Remember we had the swamp the other day where you're hiding your ox? He ran away to the swamp. David isn't able to capture him, but they warn the owner. And they say, you better watch that ox. You know, we're going to try to kill it if we get into our hands, but you better watch it. And, you know, and so on. And then he went and he gored again, and that happened three times. Basin was not able to capture it in order to stone it, and uh, and therefore, but the owner was warned. Now, the irony is, or the interesting thing is, when it says, our rocket ran away, is that, you know, following this idea that you treat the ox like a person who committed murder, is that you basically, you know, have to, like, uh, have the, uh, w- accepting, you have, you have to have the court case in the presence of the ox. The ox has got to be, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so, the ox actually has to have been captured, right? Although, not necessarily, no, no, maybe the point is that you didn't have the court case to begin with right? You Meaning you, you saw that you accepted, well, no, because you have to accept the post testimony that it killed. That would be an interesting question. If the ox has run away and we can't hold the court case to stone it because the ox isn't present, so we can't take the te- testimony of the witnesses that it's killed for the purpose of basically executing the ox, can you still accept the testimony of the witnesses for the purpose of warning the owner? So that might be, okay? So, yeah, you know, that might be. So because... Uh, the
1: ox does not tested. Own thing.
0: Exactly. Okay. So anyway, so uh, alright, so the ox isn't around and uh, it's possible to read this that you could even accept the witnesses even not in the presence of the ox, but the ox isn't around so you're not able to stone the ox. Okay. Rev. Ahabreda Rev. Ikamak go to Huzlu Zomime Zomimim. Okay, so the, the people who were mezamein the Adim and turned them into zomim, they self-became Adim zomim. What does that mean? It means... Uh, two witnesses came pair one of witnesses came and said your ox um, gored you know your ox uh, gored somebody and uh, we're going to put it to, and, and, and they accepted the testimony in court and they were going to put it to death and then some and then before they did that uh, a, a group number of witnesses number two said oh you can't you don't know that you were with us on that day you're lying okay you're lying throw out the whole court case okay then that happened the second time so the witnesses came again and said, your ox scored, we have to stone your ox, and group number two said, you can't say that, you were with us, okay, throw it out, happened a third time, okay, then, what happened was, was that the group number two, that had been undermining consistently undermining the testimony of group number Between one, group then group yeah, then let's say, then a group number three came and said how could you be undermining the testimony of group number one, you were with us on all those days, so what happened at that stage, you throw out group number two, and you resuscitate, group number one's testimony now becomes valid, okay, and now it turns out that the owner was warned all three times, right, because each time the testimony of group number one had been accepted, and it turns out that the ox genuinely had gored, okay, now of course the owner could say, well, how did I know, I, I didn't know if it's gored or not, I trusted the group number two, I didn't take the, gr- the warning of group number one seriously, because it turned out that, because I was leaving group number two, that like group number one was lying. So let's see what the Gemara says. Um, so the Gemara says that if all purpose is to prove that the ox has been warned, the ox has been testified against, and the ox is habitual, Shapir, then you know by the end that all three testimonies originally were correct and actually had done it three times. But if the person needs to be warned and take the warning seriously and then violate it three times, so other way he could say, I didn't know that my ox was scoring. I trusted well you know group number two that invalidated the testimony so Gemara so says no could go into Amri no because what group number one said was every time your ox scored you were there so group number one was constantly testifying and that your ox scored and you were there so when it turns out retroactively that group number one was telling the truth he cast you know you knew they were telling the truth it was very nice that there was uh, other witnesses that were saying they were lying but you were warned and even after group number two the zomonim came you knew that the group number two was lying so that warning st- ca- should have counted as a good warning for you and uh they are testifying that you were present so clearly you should have taken that seriously
1: yes, yes. Between the two one is that we we were made that that was that the that the oxen
0: group number one says that they are testifying that your ox gored okay your ox gored okay that's what they're testifying and they're saying that you the owner was there and you saw it gore okay that's what they're testifying there's the dead guy okay they're testifying to that so they testify you were there and they're warning you you better watch your ox okay comes along group number two and says no you're lying okay they say you're lying okay so and then that happens three times okay so he can say so but when but then it turns out that group number three says you're lying and then that makes this okay okay so basically what we're saying is every single time group number one warned you you knew they were telling the truth Okay? You, you, they said you were there. Now we believe them in their original testimony that you were there. So now we believe that every time they testified, you knew they were telling the truth and you were properly warned. And you can't say, well, I, once they were proven liars in Basin, I didn't have to pay attention to them. You knew group number two was lying all along. Yes. That warning was still good for you. I
1: was just asking, ode Ode Gabra. In other
0: words, it's what... The oh, because, because if, because if because even if you weren't around, right, even if they weren't testifying that you were around, if the whole point of the witnesses is to just prove that the ox is habitual, then he can't say, well, I didn't know. Who gave if you knew they were telling the yes. truth? Now you know that your ox has killed three times okay right which by know. the way it's just saying to you they torah, that's the easiest answer the easiest answer is is that one group of witnesses comes to basin and says your ox is gored three times right. okay you would still need to say how did it get away after that to gore a fourth time but anyway but you know but 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 that's the point you you would not need the person to be warned each time and then it gores you just need to know at the end of the day it gored three times okay so the Grammar says like this um, um Ravina be A So they say, look, we know one of your oxen Gordon killed somebody. We don't know which ox. Okay, so we can't stone it but now but then what happens is that then by the third time they say actually oh now we recognize or the fourth time now we know that it's been this ox all along okay so by the end they recognize it but each time you, you received warning but they couldn't stone the ox because so they didn't recognize which ox it was until the last time when they then they recognized that that was the ox that had been doing it all along okay so the Gemara says one minute um my haverei it but if you didn't know which ox it was and you couldn't gore it then I didn't know which ox it was to stop it from goring. So what was I supposed to do? So the man says, no. No, because they could say, look, you do have a goring ox amongst your cattle. So, your responsibility now is to watch all of your cattle. That's enough to obligate you that one ox is a murderous ox to obligate you to watch all of them. You can't say, I have no responsibility because I don't know which one. Okay, so that would be a case where we can't stone the ox. But by by the end, we realize it's been the same long and we identify it so we can stone the ox and make you pay Kofar. Alright, so a lot of very interesting uh, scenarios that the Gemara draws. Let's take a look. Okay, Misa. Okay, so, um, so, so, the Kofar is only by the third or fourth time and, but, in, but already it's Chayav Misa from the first time. Todor once it says that you shall stone the ox, right? this is by the first time, any addition then it's obviously an neveilah. It's an animal that hasn't been properly slaughtered. It's a neveilah surabachilah, and you can't eat it. So, why does it say stone it and don't eat the meat? Of course, you don't eat the meat. It's an neveilah. Just say stone it. So the Gemara says, uh, once it's in a that it deserves to be stoned... Did I skip a line? Yeah. Okay. Once it's in the status that it deserves to be stoned, okay, it's a that's its status, then already lo then it becomes forbidden to be eaten. So even if you succeeded in shechting it and not carrying out the, 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 the judgment, once the judgment has been passed, it has a status of a shor and the meat is forbidden even if you shakt it. Okay? Um, so that's one thing you learn now. Now, I only know you can't eat the meat. How do I know you can't get any benefit from it? The owner of the ox is queen. Now, the simple sense of that puzzle is, it's in contrast to the gambe alav Yumat, Right? So Puzzlech says what it says. Um, Kishor Nagahu, okay? So this is a case of Muad, okay? So Muad, you deserve death. Gambi means you deserve death. In kofar you shall allow, but you can buy your buy back your life by paying some type of a monetary atonement payment. The simple sense of the positive, by the way, is that if you don't have the money to pay kofar, we will kill you. Okay? okay. okay. That's probably that's the positive. But even if you say it means you deserve death, but you have an but but instead of death you're gonna get kofar. But the first time it says Ki Ish Right? What is it? A church? no, no, no. Um, not a charei. What is it? Anyway, um, what? Kigach. What is it? What is it? it. Somebody Just mm-hmm. tell me. Oh, the kigach shor et ish. Okay, et ish. Oet isha vameit et ish. Oet isha. Okay. Oet isha vameit sakol yisakel. Right. Hashur? Bloye Achel, right? Ubal Hashor Naki. So, so this Ubal Hashor Naki. Is here it's vashur Yisakel, which echoes tzukol Yisakel, but here it's bala sherenaki and it's Gambe Alav yumat. So obviously the pshat of the pasuk is, hey, it did it, you know, it did it the first one or two times or whatever. You can't be blamed for that. You don't have any real, you know, guilt. You don't. are certainly not deserving of death. We just got to kill your ox, okay? So that's pshat. But the Gemara is going to read bala in a very different way. Let's take a look, okay? My. Um, Uh, where were we? Uh, okay. Tell me about, okay. Um, Aim Yahweh Bachila, I only know you can't eat it, but Nami Nine, mean, how do you know you can't get her? You're clean. My masma, where you get that from that passat. Shuman benzuma omerim shamel khabero, yash each plonis nakim in Khasav. This person was cleaned out of his out of his uh property. The Ainlo Bo Hanasha and he has no benefit left of him. You know, he's left completely with nothing. He's been cleaned out. See, so those idioms don't go away. All right. Anyway, so Bal Shur Naki means you get cleaned out from your your ownership of the ox, you can't get any benefit. Um, so that's what we know you don't get benefit and the status begins once the it's been the, it's been judged as a sure even before it's been stoned how do you know is telling you that uh, it's referring to a case when it was shechted after the judgment has been passed that you can't you can't derive any benefit or eat it out already at that stage why don't I say maybe you succeeded in shechting it, maybe it would be permissible. Okay? Because you did not execute it and it only gets its status when it's actually executed. Um, who? The high lo yechel So why do you need lo yechel if it's already stoned and executed it to Neveila? the t'serro. Because that would be a case it was executed, it was stoned. The asr bi'hana. And maybe what lo yechel maybe Balasher is not telling you that you can't get hana. That will tell you something else. We'll see what in a minute. And maybe lo yechel The point of that... The whole status would only be after it's stoned. So why does it have to say don't eat? You already can't eat it. It's an avela. Lo Yeachel tells you don't get hunda. Like Rebbe Yavod, I'm a Rebbe Yavod, I'm a Rebbe Lezer. Lo 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 Whenever it says don't eat, don't eat includes don't get benefit. Ad, unless the Torah explicitly tells you you're allowed to get benefit. Like it tells you buy a nevela. What does it say by a It says, Don't eat a nevela. Give it to the sojourner or sell it to the foreigner. Which means that, why does it have to tell me give it to the sojourner or sell it to the foreigner? Just tell me don't eat it. I can figure out that I can go ahead and I'm not going to throw it out. I'll make some money off of it. I'll give it away. I'll sell it or whatever. Okay? It's a fact that they had to tell me that I can give it or sell it shows me by default, I should assume when it says don't eat, it means don't get that benefit. Okay, that's the position Rebbe HaVozin, so I had to tell you there you can get benefit, you can learn from this, that whenever it says don't eat, it means don't get benefit, unless it explicitly tells you it's permissible. Okay? seen that to give it to the stranger as a gift, or v'kocham or to the foreigner as a sale. anyway, so maybe blo'yechah just means don't get hanah. And we're not, but still, we're talking that you stoned it. Now, army, no. You could say if Lo Yachel is coming to tell you don't eat, then it includes don't get benefit. So the Torah will say Lo Yachel to mean don't eat and don't get benefit. But here, if I already know that you can't eat it because it's been stoned and it's an avela, so the only thing, the only point. Of the Torah now saying something new is just to tell me don't get Hanah. If that's true, hi Lo Yachel as Besarow is to Hanahu. So the only point of Lo Yachel is not to tell me both Achila and Hanah. Here it's just to tell me Hanah. So if that's true, Nikta Ruchmanu Lo Yehaneh. So then just say what you mean to say. Say don't get benefit. Okay. If it has to tell me don't eat. And it wants to incorporate. Don't get benefit. Fine, but here I already know you can't eat it. So if the only point now is to say don't get benefit, just say that. Say what you're trying to say. Inami lo yachel. Or look, maybe it will say lo yachel, and that will just cover both. But even if that's true, et besaro lamali. Why does it have to say the flesh, the meat? Just tell me, don't get benefit. Let's say lo yachel means eating or benefit. What is et besaro coming to tell? Me? Well, a so the passive verb. Well, that's all also true but we're not getting into that but that is relevant in the general issue of whether it means or not right. but the point here is, why does it say The So this is where I know that it's telling me even asked even if you shafted it because Episaro is telling me the following the the they you made it like meat meaning you did not you know you actually basar. actually they have a word like it's like beef right you know it's like uh, it's like uh, you know that I remember this whole thing about like what, you know, but like, when certain, like, animals, like, with the, use the, the words that use for them in a culinary context, you know, so beef doesn't mean, you know, you you know, clearly means meat that you're going to be eating, right? So that's what the Gemara is sort of saying like here, that lo yechos it means even though you made it into beef, you shechted it, it's still a it's still a shor haniska, okay? to okay, so the, even though you checked it and made it like basar, so the Gemara is saying, lo yechos besaro, is coming to tell me, this tells me it's a. This tells me it's a nevela. If you actually stoned it, Ro Yechos is telling me even if you shechted it once it had the judgment passed, even if you made it into beef and you shechted it, it still isn't. It still can't be eaten. And then this tells me not only cannot be eaten, you also can't even derive benefit from it. Okay, Masiv LeMyzutra. So Zuta asked, "Hey, my honey mealy, let me say that's true. That you cannot when you made it like beef, you can't get benefit." It, even if you didn't stone it. If you shechted it with a nice sharp flint, you checked the flint to make sure it had no nicks, it was a of shechita knife, and you used a rock to do a shechita. So you did a shechita that was like stoning it with a stone. We Like stoning it, okay? So maybe that would be the best way to have it was a sakolya sakel, and it was a type of a basar. Because shechting it with a rock was a type of a skilah. Maybe that's the case where you can't get, where, where it applies even if it wasn't stoned. The Avde ain't Skila, you made it like stoning it. Let's say you shechted it with a knife, maybe that would be like a completely different category. And then you would say, that case actually, it's not us, sir. If you actually shechted it and it wasn't even something that was similar to Skila, maybe that actually would be totally permissible. So the Muslim says, no. Umri, Atu, Sakin, you Raisa? What? when it says shechting, talks about a knife? That's none. If you shecht with like a hand sif or a rock or a reed, shita so it's kosher, as long as it's like a smooth nut-nicked blade. So what does that mean? It means the Torah doesn't recognize in the act of shita any difference between shechting with a knife or shechting with a rock. Those have no different status in the world of shechita. And since they don't have any different status, because the Torah doesn't even and identify the type of a knife so if this Pasuk means that some type of a Shechita it remains forbidden that would be true by all types of Shechita there's no way you can distinguish between the types of Shechita okay so tells me even if you made it like beef this applies once it's judged even if it has not been stoned and this tells me that you can't get Hana'a okay so now the Gemara continues um, the Hasid in Afghalai, Isra Lo Bisaro, but one minute, Gemara says. But we just got through saying that once Lo Ahel is coming to tell me Israela, it will also tell me Hana. Remember, we just introduced that. So et Bissaro tells me that you shechted it. This tells me you shechted it. et Okay. So even if you shechted it, so now this tells me. Achila plus Hanah. Right? Because now we've established that Lo Yeachel includes an Isra Hanah. So if you stone it, either you stone it and make it in a vela, then you know it's Asra Or even if you made it like Basa and you shafted it, Lo Yeachel. You can't eat it or get Hana. So I don't need Balashur Naki to tell me don't get Hana anymore. So what am I going to do with that part of the pasuk? Haseh Naki Oro to tell me you can't even get benefit even from the skin. kamina Once you said Besarou, that sounds like the problem is only in the meat of the animal. Oro Nishri Bana. Let me actually, and that's actually worth a lot of money, right? You can use it as leather and so on. Maybe it, so. Maybe it's limited to Besaro. So that's why it says you've been cleaned out, the same idea you don't get any benefit from it not only no benefit from the meat you don't even get any benefit from the skin Okay, now the question is like this the, the the other tannaim that say Balasher Naki teaches you some other some other halacha parenthetically as we're going to say later on always interesting when the gemara is self referential like that whether that was originally in the gemara or that was glossed in later anyway so the gemara says we're going to say that Balasher Naki might mean something else Hanas where do you learn out that you can't get benefit from the skin so you so you told me here after you stoned it even if you shechted it don't eat and don't get benefit so the only thing this is left to tell me is not only from the meat even from the skin but if you use this to tell me something else where do I learn that you can't get benefits from the, from the leather, from the skin so the Gemara says the extra word of et not only the meat itself even the epistro, even the thing that is secondary and connected, you know, appended to the meat. Even the even the even the skin. what is it that's appended to the meat? Oro, the skin, the leather, the high tana. So why, so the other one who learns from Balashur Naki to speak about the skin, why didn't he learn it from the word et? So the Hayatana et lo darish, he doesn't darshan et. He doesn't think you can learn anything from the word et. And this always gives us a fun opportunity to bring in Kedetanya Shimonam Sunni of the Amiley Sunni called Esen Shebat He would interpret all of the times it said S in the Torah to come to say that's including something that is like appended to, associated with the thing itself. Even She Giala S Hashem alokhatira, but then he got to the post like you should fear Hashem your God S Pirish he separated he said what can be comparable what's seen as, co- as comparable to fear of God? you know what, 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 what thing on this planet can be can you can you feel like God could be like appended to God so So a student said to him Rebbe what about all those wonderful dress showed? everything you learned out from the time it said S in the past the same way I was rewarded by like the you know learning out things from those words I will get, you're, you're going to get tzchar for your tzchar right now, Rabbi I will get tzchar for separating, for, for, for holding back, which presumably, which is an amazing statement, by the way, of like intellectual honesty. Like, I'm going to give up like 20 years of my life's work because I realized it was all based on a false premise. Okay? So, Ah Rabbi akiva, made until Rabbi akiva came and taught, to come to include Torah sages, they are considered to be like God. Now, see, of course, Christ is like what and you know Shimonim Sunni could not realize that so the, obviously, so the beautiful sort of teaching I always heard was until you could see a, a Talmud Chacham that would be willing to give up you know 20 years of their life's work for their intellectual honesty you didn't think that and you know no Talmud Chacham could be compared to like this idea of Yiras Hashem but now you sort of can really appreciate you know what that type of uh, you know dedication to truth of Torah could be like and that could evoke a sense of Yura that could be comp- compared to, to God um, now by the way Tosus makes an interesting interesting point. If you look at Tosos, he says, said, So, like Mar says, I mean, Mar does it in other places. Fear of our parents is, made, is, 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 is analogous to fear of God. It says, The Ptos can phrase it in similar ways. You know, God gives you life, your parents give you life, and so on. So you we make those types of comparisons? Tosa says, no. So Tosa says, yes, but the, uh, that's just sort of saying, this mitzvah is analogous to that mitzvah. It would not actually... The way I'll read Tosvos is, it's different to say something is made, and this mitzvah is analogous. It's not to say that in the mitzvah of loving God, there's something that's associated with God that you're also supposed to love that's part of the mitzvah of loving God. Like that's actually making it too much in the same category, right? It's, it's very different to say there's a mitzvah of God, a mitzvah of your parents, and there's some analogy between those two mitzvahs, than to say the mitzvah of God includes the following people who are like God, right? That's like way too close and to possibly heretical and that's what you're not prepared to say, okay? So, um, anyways, but then Rebbe Akiva says, "No, you know what? Some Talmidei could be in that category." Okay, yes, no. How are we supposed to imagine, this,
1: you know, the, the reconciled with the, the, the idea of Tum'ah and, and that all these brachos are are passed down? Somewhere?
0: Uh we don't assume that all the Rush are the down from teachers. The only thing we assume that about primarily is Xer Shava. And even by Xer Shava, right, I mean the, you know, according to the Ramam, the Ramam assumes that the whole reason that you have debates in the Gemara, right, like the whole this sort karaitic critique of rabbinic Judaism was you can't have real you, you can't say you have authentic traditions every single page you're arguing about it. So obviously the transmission was broken and you can't trust anything. And Ramam's basic response to that was was that very little like this is whole approach about like the no Sinai was actually the content of it was passed down and his claim was that that, there was never debate about all the rest is just us using our human intellect to derive the halachot using the hermeneutic principles and therefore that's why there are debates. So really, like nothing was passed down; it was all derived. Now the problem is that we say that gzera shava had to have been passed down, but as the Ramban already points out, a number of Gemara say, "Well, why do you make a gzera shava from this pasuk? Make it from that pasuk?" And remember, what's the question? A gzera shava is total Masora. So Ramban says, even a gzera shava is in total Mesorah. So Mesorah is you can learn this halacha from a shava, but then you have like a lot of latitude about like figure out what the gzera shava is. So the bottom line is very little, at least according to you know. I think the uh, certainly from a modern perspective and according to the Rambam and the and whatever and other him, very little is actual that the content was handed down you know it's the ability to Darshan which is the empowering of like the empowering of the Supreme Court you empower the rabbis to Darshan and then that becomes the Doraita right so okay so the master is like this Tana Rabbanan naki, Rabbi Akiva naki michati kofar. Now we're going to say the other things that you can learn out from Balashor naki. Rabbi, Rabbi Eliezer says you don't have to pay chasi kofar if it was a Tom, So you know maybe we should make an analogy. You pay kofar by a muad, full kofar. Maybe a tam should pay half kofer. Of course, again, shot of the pesukim, Balashor naki is exactly to tell you you don't have liability. But we, you know, I may I, actually that's a dress that fits. You're naki because and you're totally naki in the first three times because you're not. Paying half kofar But anyway, okay. Don't make that analogy. You don't pay half cofair. I'm a little Rabbi Akiva. The Rabbi says, well, who needs that, Russia? You know, half payment, if you were to make an analogy of a Tom and half payment, half payment of a Tom is done from the animal itself. So, how could I pay half-kofer? Have you basically Let the owner say, oh, you want to get your half-kofer payment from Niyaks? Be my guest. After we stone it, we'll bring it to Basin and you can get paid from it. And we've just found out that you can't get any benefit from it at all. So who needs to say you don't pay half Kofar? Because you would make an analogy to a short time. If you make that analogy, you'd get paid from the body of the ox. But the body of the ox isn't worth anything because you're stoning it. Right? Is that clear? So Akiva says, who needs that Russia? Even if the halach would be you should pay half Kofar, there'd be nothing to pay because the body would be, would be worthless. Are people with me? I'm getting these blank looks. You understand the point? Okay, fine. Alright, so Gmar says, Okay, shalom. So I'm alone, Rabbi Lez, so Rabbiaza said back to him, Kachani that's what you think of me? That you think I would say such a stupid thing? <laughs> You've got to love it. That you think I would be talking about a case like that? Where they actually stoned the ox? Of course, if they stoned the ox, there's no way to get payment. No. The we, din I was dealing with was that we're not going to stone the ox, that you, you need two witnesses to stone the ox. So here the owner admitted. Well, one witness admitted or said that it had been. That would not be enough to stone the ox. That's like a murder trial. You need two. But maybe, it's certainly your own admission, maybe that would be enough that you should be paying co and have co Okay? Um, so the mercy says, one minute. One minute. If the owners are admitting, you wouldn't pay based on that. You're, you, you're admitting to a knas. No. Kasav Kufr Kapara? No, Kufr is a Kapara. So it's like admitting that you're Chayev a Korban. If you admit you're chayv a Korban, you admit you're Chayev Kapara, you admit you're Chayev. So there's no, there's no two witnesses. We're not going to stone the ox. You admit. And we would make you pay based on your own admission because it's a Kapara. It's not a knas. Okay. tani Idah We've another bright I'm a Rabbi Eliezer said back to him when I, after Rabbi Akiva said how are you supposed to be paying kofor from a stoned ox? that's what you think of me? that you would think I'd be dealing with the case that they stoned the ox? that I'm dealing with the case that the ox was, was worthy of being stoned? I'm talking about a case where the ox isn't going to be a stoned but you might still pay a kofor what would be that? remember I asked you earlier, to, earlier this morning to think about when you might have not stoning the ox, but still paying cofair. right, about the stadium ox, could it be you don't stone it, it's not wicked enough, it's not a murder enough to be stoned, but you would pay a cofair. so he says, let's say the ox tried to kill an animal, and accidentally killed a person, okay, almost would be like maybe a regel case, or a Shane case too, going back to that, so it's not trying to kill a person, it's not murder, so you're not going to stone it, but a person died as a result. So you would pay Kofar, all right? or lemitzri, again really meaning legoy, the harag okay where you won't stone it but because it did not do you know you know this act that's worthy of stoning but a human life was lost when the Salem or tried to kill a uh, fetus um, which is not again you wouldn't it would not be an act of murder if a person did that the harag Ben Kayama and killed a viable person so therefore it would be a case where it, it intentionally took a, where it did not do an act of trying to take a, a human life or whatever, to take a life, that would be of Misa, but nevertheless, unless a life was lost, so it won't get Skila, but it will be Kofar. And again, this would be good evidence, by the way, that in the case of, like, Regel, like, it would be parallel to this, right? If you say that there's Kofar by Regel, no Skila, because it wasn't trying to take a life, it wasn't this Kavanah Salahazik and so on, but nevertheless, the life was lost, so there could be Kofar. Here, though, it's even worse. It is a Kavanah Salahazik, just not a Kavanah Salahazik to kill a human being, or to kill a whatever, a t- person that you'd be of Misa for. So let's just do one more line in the hi which one of these two answers did he say first first he gave the answer of trying to kill an animal and killing a human no first he gave the answer about trying to kill through the t- that it was the person's own testimony um, and that's why we know that it killed but we don't have witnesses that it killed so like somebody who is uh, capturing fish and taking him out of the sea. Mishkach So first he gets some nice big fits. Fish. kill He takes it. That's great. I got a big hack. Zuti. Then afterwards he gets small little fish after it. You know what? kill I'm not going to throw them back. I might as well keep those two. So first he has a good answer. We're assuming the better answer is of of Behemavarkas Adam. Because that's the type of a case where the animal was fundamentally not Nisa. It's not because it lacked the right type of testimony and witnesses. Fundamentally it's not Chayvnisa. So that's the big fish. That's the better answer. So first he gave a good answer. And then he said, Oh, you know what? I thought of another supporting answer. It's not as good as my real answer. Here's my real answer. But here's another case too. You'll keep the small fish. No, first he said the, the weaker answer. Marshall decides to show a a yam. You're a catching fish. You find a small fish, you keep it. You don't know if you're gonna get a big fish. then you get the big fish. So Shavi Zutri You throw out the small fish. Who needs the small fish anymore? For Raveri, you keep the big one. So first you get Gave a weaker answer, then he realized he had a better answer. So forget the first answer I gave, I'll give you a better answer. Okay, that's an interesting, uh interesting. What that, makes more sense. that obviously does make more sense. Okay, we will continue with uh, this tomorrow.
1: Rabbi, uh, uh, yeah. the other
0: day. Really, a bullfighter was killed the other yeah. day. Yeah. Just the other day, wow, look at that! Yeah. It must have yeah. been